Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group, a weekly webinar. Today is October 8th, 2018. The purpose of the webinar is twofold, to introduce the work of triangles to those people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. So if you're interested in forming a triangle or an additional triangle, you could place your name in the chat box and hopefully two other people joining the webinar today will also agree to form a triangle with you. Another way of forming triangles is of course to reach out to people in your community, in your network, through Facebook and other means or on the Triangles Meditation Group Facebook page is also a good place to find partners. And also there's a um, online portal. You simply have to fill out a brief questionnaire and you're will gain access, therefore, to, a, to this portal, which is a listing of people who are interested in forming triangles from throughout the world. And the other purpose of the webinar is to create a platform whereby people who are already members of triangles can participate each week in the meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the triangles network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of a line of lighted, loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the larger planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the network, releasing them into the consciousness of all open minds and hearts. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. And um, just at this point, I'd like to say that this is the new moon time, as many of you know, and tomorrow in New York, we'll be holding our new moon meeting at 6 p.m. New York time. So you're welcome to join in that. I know that London, the London office held their meeting uh, earlier this evening. So triangles, as most of us know, fosters relationship. And so we can strengthen that relationship with each other at the beginning of our webinar by taking a moment of silence, a pause, before we begin our active work, and then sounding together the mantra. You can do that either silently or aloud. Radiance are we and power. 
we stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. This idea of fostering relationship through triangles and through the mediating practice of using triangles in other ways is coming to qualify much work that's being done in the world at this time. Um, Relationships can be facilitated through effective dialogue, through speaking and listening intentionally. Because as we all know, during this transition period through which we're passing, many things are being brought to the surface, difficult things that were sometimes festering for a long time. And then when they rise to the surface, we don't always know how to deal with them. This can at times result in an intensity of energies that more often than not powerfully impinge upon the emotional body. Working in a triangular formulation can help. It helps us to establish a means of regulating communication so that individuals and groups can work in ways that foster the continuing of the relationship and the bridging of cleavages. Such bridging work, which is key to triangles, fosters qualities such as diplomacy, open-mindedness, and creative leadership, skills that attempt to hear what both sides are saying and that seeks to bring the two sides together through a type of emotional translation work. Then the differing points of view begin begin to look beyond the surface fragmentation and begin to focus and see the possible points of agreement, which generally can be found. Our guest today on the webinar has spent her entire life being just such a skilled negotiator in issues large and also those that are seemingly small. Dot Maver is an educator and peace builder whose keynote is inspiring cooperation on behalf of the common good. She's been a student of the Ageless Wisdom for over 40 years. She loves music and offers the Maver Method, a revolutionary softball hitting technique. 
as a co-founder of numerous organizations, including the Seven Ray Institute, National Peace Academy USA, and the River Phoenix Center for Peacebuilding. Her stated intention is to manifest forms that anchor and express the spirit of peace, thus creating the conditions for a culture of peace. But before we get to hear from Dot, we're going to just take uh, our period of working together subjectively with our meditation. So let's begin by taking a moment of silence. Let's link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. We sound together the affirmation of will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Use the creative imagination to link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network.
Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love.
visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words that will be poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. 
May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. And just quickly, I wanted to announce that we have a new card available, an actual physical plain card. Uh, this is the front of the card. And the purpose of the card is just to, if you want copies, to just request them from New York headquarters. And we'll be happy to send them to you. They're quite beautiful. And this is the front, and this is the back. And it's just basically to pass out, out in public spaces or to people you meet who might be interested. So if you'd like a copy or as many copies as you'd like, actually, please just let us know. And now we get to speak with Dot. So. Hi, Dot. Hello, Kathy. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here. No, it's my and great joy. <laughs> so we're going to do a little bit of a question and answer with Dot. And so let's see here. Um, Dot, could you just start by sharing with us how you work with triangles? Okay. So I first learned of triangles in my 20s, and I got very excited about this etheric fabric, this sacred triangle grid. Uh, an infrastructure that we get to intentionally activate on behalf of the common good. So ever the pragmatic idealist, a few years later when I went back to school at orientation, they asked the uh, 
master's students to share some significant things. So when it was my turn, I shared about triangles and invited everybody in the class to form triangles, which most people did. So I took that as a, a good sign and have been on that path ever since. So triangles has really become a way of life. Uh, every day linking with my triangles within this service network, visualizing this incredible highway of spirit in the etheric body of the planet, and sounding uh, the great invocation. And working with the triangle, there are a number of triangles within that, but working with the triangle specifically of let light, Buddha, and love, the spirit of peace, and power, the avatar of synthesis, restore the plan on earth. So it makes my heart sing that we, as a group of world servers, share this responsibility, the joy of activating this field of triangles. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and could you just give me a reminder as to when I, you want me to move forward to the next slide? Because I'm not... Oh, yeah, well, it, okay, so... Should I move? Sure. Do we know what the next slide is? Uh, oh, that's good. We don't have to do that yet. We can stay at that um, okay. Nicholas Rorick okay. picture. Because isn't that the truth right now? Yes, yeah. Um, so, are there other ways in which you work with triangles in your life and work? Yes. Uh, well, a triangle is at the heart of all, all that I am and all that I do. So, in my personal practice, uh, as I'm sure we all are, I'm aware of the spiritual triad, the soul, the personality, all operating together in triangle and together and on their own in triangle fashion. And, and we know from sacred geometry the, the power and the stability of a triangle. So the strength of three at the heart of an organization, or um, I, I would prefer to say organism, is amazing. And over the years, I have uh, been graced to work in many triangles very intentionally. For example, at the Seven Ray Institute, three of us worked closely together, traveled, and presented together intentionally as a triangle. Uh, running a political campaign, uh, we used a uh, triangle. Uh, the National Peace Academy at the heart there, the River Phoenix Center for Peacebuilding, the Hill Center for Peacebuilding, focalizing groups including community dialogues, uh, at LifeBridge, and, and more. It's all about triangles. Okay. Um, have you found that some of the people who are your Triangles partners um, are working with you in other ways? Mm, for sure, Kathy, both subjective uh, and objective. Yeah. Okay. So, well, the key is living life from the inside out, right? So not to be unduly influenced by outer circumstances. So sometimes the Triangles in which I participate on a daily basis in this field, offer subjective support to various initiatives. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes a triangle serves inner and outer simultaneously. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the outer triangle is evident, yet not necessarily part of the intentional daily triangle meditation, and yet it's, it's always triangles. Okay. Um, could you tell us a little bit bit about your work over the past 40 years of actively uh, bridging ageless wisdom principles through peace building, education, and group facilitation. 
That's another triangle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a joy to help anchor and express the spirit of peace in so many ways in this lifetime. And uh, I, I think I would say that it actually starts with the law of creative manifestation. And I, I see that if putting uh, the definition of peace up here, uh, the I hold this definition as true. Peace is living in right relationship with self, others, and all life. And when we talk about the law of creative manifestation, bringing an idea through into form, at each level, uh, the idea, the essence, we, we clothe it mentally, and then we clothe it emotionally, it gets sentient clothing, right through to the etheric scaffolding, and ultimately, physical presence in form, which is where it gets really challenging, right? And sometimes literally concrete form. At each of those stages, the basic principles prevail. And, and when we are clear about that, uh, particularly when we find ourselves in a leadership position uh, in a group, when we're clear about that right up front, it makes a, a significant difference. They become the very guidelines of group work. And, and so we're always working then from universals to particulars, purpose, principles, action. And the triangle that many of us are familiar with uh, from the Ageless Wisdom, purpose, plan, action. So we know that the key issues in preparation for the coming one are right human relations, spirit of cooperation, sharing, education, and informed public opinion. So it's, it's been a joy to focus through those lenses and make that language part of our mainstream language, how we, we are pragmatically putting that in through form and develop the, the organizations, the groups, the teams that allow for a free flow of spirit, definition of health, right? A free flow of spirit through form. And that then serve as a demonstration model of right human relations, loving understanding and harmony through conflict. So I would call it a co-creative emergent design process that flows through the triangles uh, in operation. Okay. Um, you've said a little bit about how you incorporate uh, the work of triangles in your work. Um, would you share a little bit more specifically about how that's done and what is the River Phoenix Center for Peacebuilding? Yeah, I would love to. The River Phoenix Center for Peacebuilding, that's centerforpeacebuilding.org. It's in Gainesville, Florida, in the USA. And we're taking a comprehensive approach to community peacebuilding, to breaking the cycle of violence by proactively creating the conditions for a culture of peace. And it's um, ever-present is our shared purpose uh, and each of us from the core triangle uh, outward taking shared responsibility to bring the, the skills and unique contributions towards that shared purpose. So when we were first co-founding uh, RPCP, as it's called, the only thing that everyone in the community could agree upon was to work for a safe community. Otherwise, we found constant polarization. And even then, you can work through conflict resolution 
to a triangle. You spoke of it earlier, Kathy, and always finding that those two points where we are polarized can be lifted to something that we can agree upon. But the only thing everyone could agree upon was safe. So our motto is working together for a safer community. And that's a community where learning to resolve conflict through healthy communication breaks the cycle of violence and creates a safer community. So this comprehensive approach, I, I will say joyfully, is actually working. And we, we're beginning to be able to demonstrate that even statistically. And we facilitate police youth dialogues. We're working in the schools to help break the school to prison pipeline. Community dialogues, uh, we focalize those particularly following a crisis. Uh, working with Gainesville, uh, with sister, uh, towns and cities uh, to be a trauma resilient community. We offer communication and self-esteem courses in detention centers and schools and elsewhere throughout the community. Uh, restorative justice is a keynote for us and policy is beginning to change in Gainesville and Alachua County uh, where uh, through diversion we are working with restorative justice uh, with the police and in the criminal justice system moving from punishment to restoration. Uh, I'll talk, say peace through sports is another thing and we're learning about cooperative competition. I mean, the spirit of cooperation is so key and we're so competitive out here, but competition, calm with, petere, petition. So we petition with, at the heart of the Olympics, one another to bring out our best. So that really, that's a powerful cooperative spirit. And then I'll take just another moment and share that um, we are thought partners uh, with a group about the refugee crisis on this planet. Uh, there's 65 million refugees. And how do we create the conditions for a culture of peace if there's any part of community local to uh, planetary that we can't deal with? So in Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka alone, there's 1.1 million uh, refugees, the Rohingyas. Mm -hmm. So we are asking the question, is it possible to develop a community justice model? Is this actually part of the all systems breakdown, simultaneous all systems break through on the planet where we are offered uh, an opportunity to move through by developing a community justice model wherein needs would get met. It would be based on restorative justice, social justice, et cetera. So it's exciting work. It's very challenging. There's no quick fix out here, as we know. Uh, but again, working um, with sacred triangle at the, at the heart and the concept of triangles throughout is, is making a difference. Thank you. Um, the Tibetan says that peace is not the goal. And he says that what then is peace as viewed from the perspective of the ageless wisdom? Oh, yeah, I, I get that question a lot and not necessarily, excuse me, not necessarily that added part from the perspective of the ageless wisdom, but I have been told over the years it would be a good idea to change the word. And I have to just say candidly, Kathy, that my comment to that in my early days when I was not perhaps quite as um, gracious was, okay, uh, if we have a uh, Prince of Peace, you tell me what else you're going to call that and I'll consider it. 
but in but peace is not the goal it's the natural outcome of living in right relationship with self others and all life right that's the definition we had up earlier which is the way i look at it and I, a colleague uh down under offers peace is a dynamic progressive state of awareness that manifests in an environment of sustainability within which is found that living substance from which we may create a new world, a new culture, wherein progress is assured for every person, indeed for every form of life on the planet. So while it's not the goal, uh, it, it really, it assures us uh, that we will live in an era of peace once we create these conditions, uh, but it's like a muscle that needs to be exercised. So I, I think that the, the Tibetan master in externalization of the hierarchy, page 161, says it the best. Peace is essentially the establishing of right human relations, of synthetic rapport with its resultant cooperation, of correct interplay between the three planetary centers, and an illumined, loving understanding of the will of God as it affects humanity and works out divine intent. And once again, we note that there's a triangle at the heart of peace. Yeah. Yeah. And the work of triangles, actually, that's really one of its number one goals is to facilitate the interplay between the three planetary centers. So, you know, it's, it's such a, a, an incredible tool. Yeah, you know, we, we, I think we sometimes, and you and I have talked about this before, Kathy, it seems beyond us you know, or, uh, I don't know, beyond our reach, so to speak. But if not, I think of it this way, if, if not us, who? And it, so it is ours to really claim that shared responsibility and take responsibility for it and not get caught in the weeds out here of uh, what's been, what happens day to day uh, in a way that could take us off point. Because I submit we are as close to the next renaissance as a step or two during the dark ages when people didn't realize how close to a renaissance. We are, we're on that threshold and we get to help us take the ball over the finish line. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about peace, but most of us have also known a lot of conflict in our lives. And I wondered how you handle conflicts in your life. <laughs> so, uh, of course, I have a personal practice of peace. And that's another triangle, meditation, study, and service. And always adhere to what the Tibetan says, if you can only do one of those, serve. And in Agni mm -hmm. Yoga, we are told, act. Mm -hmm. So how I handle conflict personally, I, I use... Uh, primarily the Tibetan practice of Tonglen. And I, uh, in fact, even when I work with children, I say, you know, around bullying and other issues, um, so your heart is like a washing machine. So if you breathe in that pain and, you know, all those kind of icky feelings, it's like it gets hot and you wash it clean in your heart and then you breathe back love mm -hmm. and understanding. So that it's a deeper practice than that uh, for those, on, and I'm sure many of us on this uh, webinar today are aware of that, but it's a, a very powerful one. 
uh, where we are constantly transmuting and transforming out here. And professionally, I welcome conflict, and I use the Peace Builders tools of active listening, empathy, and understanding that unmet needs drive behavior, and of course, conflict resolution. So Dominic Barter, uh, he's a, a leader internationally in the field of restorative justice. He says, rather than being dangerous, conflict holds within it vital messages regarding unmet needs and areas of necessary change. Given this understanding, safety is increased not by avoiding conflict, but by moving toward it with the intention of hearing the messages within. So, and I see that you have the iceberg of violence. I want to, do we have time to just talk about this for a minute? Sure, sure. Okay, because I, I think the, the question I get a lot is how do we realize a culture of peace? And it, it, we do that by becoming peace itself. And of course, Gandhi tells us that we must be what we wish to see in the world. So the Triangles Network plays a critical role as we seed this etheric field. And it, I see it kind of similar to cloud seeding for rain on crops, right? And we're creating those conditions for a culture of peace. But let's pull that through because what we also know is that it's not enough uh, for example, to pray for peace. We have to really exercise that muscle. We have to understand what it is and institutionalize peace. So when you look at this triangle, you're seeing like an iceberg, right? Which is a triangle. And, we, and right now we're dealing with a lot of direct violence on the, on the planet. And we can easily name direct violence. If I were to, to ask anyone to name it, we'd, we'd talk about bullying and unfortunately shootings and uh, the all kinds of things that are happening right now in this world. But how does that direct violence, why doesn't that change? Why is it so hard to change? Well, because under the surface of what we see, the two bottom points of that triangle are structural violence, those systems that actually wittingly or unwittingly support, contribute to uh, direct violence. And we see that with, sometimes with the media. We see it in all kinds of ways. And then cultural violence. That means that we actually uh, legit, legitimize, we make it a cultural norm that certain kinds of violence are okay. And we're living through a very rough period uh, in the United States right now regarding that. So the question we ask, if you can show the, the next slide, if you will, mm -hmm. is how do we get to direct peace? And, and what does that look like? And I will tell you that even in universities, as guest lecturer at times, it's challenging uh, for people to name direct peace. But basically, we're looking at the same thing. And, and, and of course, we look at the Ageless Wisdom Principles, we name those, and we put that out there, and people begin to understand that. But how do we get there? Structural peace, the very... Um, uh, economic systems, the social systems, the political systems, our policies, how we govern ourselves, how would that need to change to support direct peace? And then cultural peace. How do we norm, normalize peace? How do we make it a cultural norm, loving understanding and a spirit of cooperation and all of those things? So, and what might that look like? And of course, uh, one of the uh, premier, we're seeing it right now with restorative justice, right? In, in terms of how do no harm, harmlessness, and that's a change. And we also see it in some very basic ways 
uh, even the automobile and uh, alcohol industry now are combining to have commercials for people to take responsibility and not drink and drive. And we have laws that support that now. That wasn't always the way. We could go back to the other triangle and talk about deaths from driving, and it's still happening, but nowhere near it. Uh, how it used to. So we're getting to be more responsible. So I think we have to ask ourselves, how do we create the conditions for anything? If, if we want a garden, if, if we want to go on a vacation, if we want to write a book, if we want to buy a house, and it's huge to think of if we want peace, but it's actually very practical. And we know, we know what to do. We don't always know how to do it. And that has been a joy in my life to help with the how of what. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I'm sure that uh, there are many comments here. So if you'd like, you've probably addressed quite a few of them, but... Um, I should look at. Yeah. If you want to just read some of them. Please... Okay, we could make a, we could figure that out. A peace that passeth understanding, it permeates all levels, bringing calm and cooperation. It is an energy that is the silent will of God, impressing all and encourages loving understanding to all parties involved. Thank you, David. Could you list references for peace is not the goal? Yes, from the, that's, um, I don't have the exact page number, but I can get that for you, Kathy, and you could share that. Yeah. Peace begins within and moves outward. Let it start with us. What is the goal, if not peace? Well, here's the thing. Thank you, Amy, for that question. I love that question. Because uh, just very briefly, and Kathy, you tell me time-wise here, but I have to say that even when coaching softball throughout the years, I have said to every team, uh, success is not spelled W-I-N. Winning is never the goal. So it's like peace is never the goal. It, it's always the, what we are after that's the journey that if there's such a thing as a goal, right? The journey is the goal, the process being absolutely present in every moment to this co-creative emergent design process with heart mind, and soul. That's the goal. And when we are each living peace ourselves in that way, we'll realize a culture of peace. We can't help it. So let me see what else is here. Thank you for the questions and the comments. Uh, Kathy, could you please add some words and aspects on the triangle work in the UN? We know also about triangles between countries. How can we work in this direction from Christina um, you're asking me um, I think you know more about it than I do really in terms of the work at the UN so I think well I don't know can other people talk yeah yeah oh good so Sharon are you on the call I'm looking Our Iris they could definitely speak to it so I've, I'd like to say that when we uh, work with the United Nations and when you think about the meditation room underneath the General Assembly and you think of the three planetary centers working together and you think of New York as 
one of the five planetary centers, and you can look at that as triangles also, New York and London, Geneva, Tokyo, Darjeeling. I think that it is, is for us to see the United Nations and all of the countries working together within the, the triangle network. It's this, the fabric, the very fabric of our existence, etherically, is actually triangles then. Um, here's Iris has her hand raised. So oh, thank let's... goodness. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I don't know how much more I can add, but um, thank you, Dot. This is wonderful. And Kathy. Um, well, of course, the big triangle that we think of at the UN is that the UN is overshadowed by the avatar of synthesis. We know that from DK's books and so the spirit of peace and the Lord Buddha in that triangle. And we work with that all the time. Uh, visualizing that in meditation but also some of us just visualize all the countries linked in triangles and um, we also work we a number of us that work there at the UN or work with the energies there um, function in triangles I don't know how I can put it into words exactly but there's just, uh, it's an energy that we pool. It's a group energy of our triangle. Mm. And when we are trying to move an idea forward or uh, just that, I, I, don't, I don't know how to put it in words. We, we feel the energy of the strength of the three. So I think that's beautifully <laughs> articulated. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but I can't, can't think of it right now. I kind of lost it. Thank you. So, Kathy, are there more that you want to read out? Um, okay, let's see. Mm. Marie Cristina from Brazil says that she appreciates the opportunity of the weekly webinars to focus the energy on the work of triangles. Uh, these webinars link through the ether workers from all over the world. For sure, these rhythmic concentrated thoughts generate an invocative point of tension. They evoke strength and enlighten the worldwide triangular web. And she says it's interesting that DK mentions that the triangle is the spiritual name given in the secret doctrine to the soul. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, Rebecca writes that she recently discovered and started Tonglen, and she's asking you, could you please describe a little more your personal Tonglen method? Well, it, it's... Um a simplified version. Hi, Rebecca. And I, whenever there is a conflict, the pain and suffering, I mean, just it's hard to think about some of the things that are happening on the planet right now. So I breathe, I take that in, I breathe that fully in, and I take it as that hot, sticky mess that it is into my own heart. And the resting point for me is 
it's almost like a, a massage of that, a loving massage of that in the heart and shining light. Let the light do the work. It gradually clears and then the exhale is light and love and power. Restore the plan on earth. So, but you can use any of the qualities, obviously. I just, I always think love is a good one. So thank you for asking. If we want to grow and harvest peace, we need to water the garden. This is from a point of light with kindness and kindness in the face of our daily vicissitudes. And as we spread loving kindness in our surroundings, we blend our personal will with divine will. Watering that garden so we can eventually harvest peace. Yes, thank you. Above my desk, I have a, a piece of wood burned into it. Kindness matters. Yeah, it's at the heart of everything, isn't it? Well, I think we should probably end, but would you like to just lead us in a moment of silence? And we all um, thank you so much for your presentation today. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Dot, and thank you to, to all participants, and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.